0: Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 205. a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. Today's show is called Five Moves to Make with President-Elect Trump. Well, we had quite the election last night, and... Honestly, it was nerve wracking and nail biting and uh, unbelievable all the way through. And no matter which side of the candidates you were voting for, which side you were on, it was a very, very intense and difficult race to say the least. I'm just really glad it's over. I don't know about you. I'm just really glad it's over and hoping that as a country we can come together and move forward. But I knew that people would want to know what my opinion was about moves to make or what's the financial landscape looking forward with President Trump being inaugurated in January. So these are financial moves I'm going to talk about. This is not to be pro or con commentary for a candidate. It's just that I think there were specific things that President-elect Trump talked about that I think I can address and have some conversation around and maybe give you some ideas of some moves to make. So the first move is about your taxes. We heard a lot during the time that the candidates were running for office about taxes. And we heard about President-elect Trump's plan to reduce taxes. He talked about possibly getting to a 15% corporate tax rate. Now, that's great if you're a corporation. He also talked about reducing taxes for individuals. And that's wonderful for us individual taxpayers as well. So whether you're employed or whether you're a business, you can kind of expect that perhaps your taxes will go down, which is a nice thing. Maybe some extra money in your pocket, not a bad deal. Well, here's the thing. There's another piece of this that is a tremendously huge benefit to the economy. And that is that many corporations, for example, Apple, for one, have literally billions, tens of billions of dollars overseas that they made while overseas, they made selling products while outside of the US. So for example, selling iPhones in Europe, and they were stuck, that money got stuck in Europe because to bring it into the US required them to pay a very high tax. So we have many corporations that have tens of billions of dollars maybe even trillions of dollars, by some estimates, up to $3 trillion. So we're looking for that money to come back into the U.S. and be invested back into the economy. If we could get $3 trillion to come home, then that would be an amazing boost for the dollar it would be an amazing opportunity for perhaps the stock market, because some of that money may find its way into the stock market, and it could really boost the economy. So just having that money come back into the U.S. might provide some really interesting opportunities. The second financial move to make or to consider is to look at healthcare. We know that President-elect Trump wants to repeal Obamacare, and honestly, I have heard from many, many business owners who tell me that it has been so expensive to pay for their employees' insurance that literally it's wiped out their profits. They've almost been put out of business, some of the business owners that I've talked to. If he can repeal Obamacare and put in some kind of a new plan, that could be good for business owners, for individuals, for insurance companies, and it could also be good for things like health savings accounts, which are basically a savings account that's used in conjunction with a high-deductible health insurance policy that allows users to save money tax-free against medical expenses, So these HSA accounts, you can use them to pay your medical expenses that would normally be not covered under the deductible portion. So some really good uh, programs there, they can grow without tax. The money that you put into the HSA plan can grow without tax, and then you can use that to pay for some medical costs. I think you can see that there's opportunity there for some great healthcare programs to expand and to come into being. So healthcare is probably something you'll want to look at in addition to your taxes. The third thing you'll want to look at is the economy. President-elect Trump has talked about getting a faster growing economy. Well, that's not always easy to do. But if he's successful, he's talked about raising the growth rate of our gross domestic product to three and a half, four 4%, something like that annually. And we have had that in the past. It's been a very nice growth rate. I remember during the Reagan years, the stock market boomed and the economy boomed. And I hope that can happen again. And we can have prosperity for a lot of people. We'll see if he can make that happen. But That would be another thing to keep our eye on. The fourth thing would be the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve has signaled that they are going to allow inflation to creep higher. You see, the Federal Reserve has, in the past, raised rates to slow the economy down, lowered interest rates to let the economy expand, and right now we're in such a slow-growth economy It's been less than 2% for a period of time, except this third quarter of 2016, when it got up to around 2.9% just for that quarter. Prior to that, it had been about, I believe, 1.4% growth, 1.4, 1.6, somewhere in there. So about 1.5% average. So it's been very slow growing, although we had this faster growing quarter. And the Fed has said, hey, we're okay with inflation getting a little bit ahead of itself. And the thing is, when interest rates have been kept so low for so long, there's going to be a time when inflation does come roaring back because you can't really hold inflation or rather interest rates down without you know really stimulating the economy and causing a bubble. We do see bubbles right now. We see bubbles in the bond market. We see bubbles in sovereign debt. That's government bonds. We see a bubble perhaps even in the real estate market again. And I do think in the future we are going to see that pop when we have a fast rising interest rate environment, which I don't think is coming right at this moment, but I do think we may see that In the next year or so. So we will be having interest rates go up. The Fed is considering raising rates another 25 basis points or one quarter of 1% in December after their December meeting. We'll see if they do that. They've been threatening all year to do it. They didn't do it all year, but they threatened to do it all year. So the last time they did it was the fourth quarter of 2015. So we'll see. We'll see if we get the second rate hike now here in December of 2016. And that's something to keep our eye on. But just know that the Fed is going to allow more inflation, which means that prices could get a little bit out of control, a little bit rising fast before the Fed takes any action to raise rates and try and uh, calm that down. So it sounds like they're planning to lag behind. So, in in other words, they're allowing themselves to be okay with inflation running a little hotter, the economy running a little hotter than they're used to, and to sort of lag behind with their raising of rates, rather than being ahead of it or being right on top of it. It sounds like they plan to lag a little behind. So, number five brings us into what might be doing better if we have higher inflation. Well, if we have higher inflation, that would tend to benefit things like commodities or precious metals or mining stocks, some grains, agriculture, farmland. These are tangible assets. These are things that do better in a higher inflation economy. And again, we're still in that low inflation space. So we're sort of in an awkward place in between this deflationary cycle and coming into perhaps the inflationary cycle. And this is something I've been looking for for a while because... Interest rates generally move in a 30-year cycle, and they peaked in 1982. So that means they would have bottomed somewhere around 2012. But here we are in 2016, and they're really bottoming right here because they're pretty pretty low. Or maybe they bottomed at, at the end of 2015, right before that 25 basis point hike. So r- right around here, though, we're seeing a low in interest rates, which means that over time, over the next 30 years, I would expect that interest rates, not in a straight line, definitely in an up and down kind of motion, but that interest rates over time would begin to increase again. That means inflation's beginning to increase again, which is what the Fed told us is that they're going to allow inflation to increase again. So they're even putting it in words and telling us that this is what's coming and this is what's going to happen. And that fits right in with my cycle beliefs is that we will go back into a rising interest rate environment. And that will, as the Fed told us, be lagging a little bit behind inflation, which means They're not going to have it super under control if they're lagging behind. So that, again, fits in with the idea that cycles move in regular patterns, regular time periods, and that helps us predict the future. We know that interest rates have come down for 30 years. Now the pendulum swings the other way, and we expect that over a 30-year period, we would see interest rates rising again. So something to be aware of, not something that's going to happen tomorrow, but something to be alert for, aware of, and maybe in your investment planning to add some things that might benefit from being perhaps at the bottom of the commodity cycle and perhaps being able to take advantage of that over the long term. One sobering fact that Trump will have to deal with is inheriting a $20 trillion debt. That deficit was uh, $10 trillion by the time that Bush was out of office and all of the prior presidents accumulated that. Then Obama inherited the financial crisis and that debt doubled essentially during Obama's term. So we now have a $20 trillion deficit. I really don't believe that taxes can pay back that $20 trillion. It's just so much money. It's an incredible amount of money. And at some point, we're going to have to deal with that debt and reboot the system. And that's probably another good reason to be out of financial instruments like bonds, the sovereign debt that I talked about that I think is in a bubble, and to be gearing yourself more toward tangible assets and thinking that tangible assets may also be a good defense to have against any kind of issues that we have when we have to reboot this debt. So those are my five things to take a look at, and we'll see how it all plays out. I think that if President-elect Trump is able to get some experts in there and really get his agenda going through Congress, it could be something quite remarkable to see those Reagan years again, if he's able to do that. That's the question, can he execute and he really has to deliver. So that's what I see for our economy for the next few years. And it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. If you haven't yet gone to my website and gotten your 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth, go on over to lyndapjones.com and get your free report. It's things that you can do right now that are so simple to get your wealth moving in the right direction. That's all for this time. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show.